coming up this week on episode nine of the Helly Years podcast. We're going to talk about the game. He made some big claims last week that he's going to have the best album of the year with his upcoming Dramatic and that he's the greatest rapper alive. What? I don't know about all that, but we can certainly talk about one of my favorite game albums, his first album, The Documentary. So we're going to jump into that. We're going to talk about our top five game songs. We're also going to talk about emotional health and ego. Because if we go back to the beginning of Game's career, he was in a position to maybe be the greatest of all time. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. This is the Hell of Years podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff. Thanks for checking us out. Let's go. Hip-hop and wellness. You're in the right spot. It's the Hell of Years podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff, a.k.a. Big Kid Boats. This is the Hell of Years podcast, episode number nine. I can't believe it's... Already episode nine, two months we've been doing this, having a ton of fun. The Helly Years podcast. We're about hip hop and wellness. See, for Helly Years, I've been a nurse over 10 years, been working in the hospital, so working in health and wellness and taking care of people. Before that, 10 years in the radio game. So Helly Years working in radio. And then I've been in the hip hop since the late 80s, early 90s. So Helly Years, three plus decades of loving this music. So that's what we talk about here. I hope you enjoy it. If you got some ideas on what you'd like to hear or how we can improve, let me know. All right. Got a website, ZachWoodruff.com or HellyYearsPodcast.com. It's Z-A-C-W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F.com if you want to know the spelling. But ZachWoodruff.com or HellyYearsPodcast.com or HellyYears.com or BigKidBoots.com. There's a bunch of them. They all go to the same place, right? But you can go to the website and then we got a little weekly newsletter on the bottom where you can shoot me your email. You just sign up in the box, throw your email address in there and then... I can get back and forth with you with some conversation and share some stuff. So hit me up with your email. I'd love to get some feedback and I'd love to talk music with you and talk wellness and health. If you got some questions, let me know. All right. ZachWoodruff.com. HellyYearsPodcast.com. Couple shout outs around the world. I got to do real quick. Shout out to my boy, Manny, you know, Cali Quest. We were just talking the other day. I appreciate you, my dude. Whether you're out there in Dubai or India or LA or who knows, Germany, I don't know where you're at right now, but I know you travel the world and do it real big and support and help so many people in music and fashion and culture, and I appreciate you, man. And and if you're in Germany, you got to track down my homie Justin from back in the day, because he's a good dude, and he should be rapping still, because he's dope. There it is right there. <laughs> What's up, Justin? I appreciate you hitting me on Messenger, man. And shout out to Danny and John out there in the Bay, man, the Granzellas, you know, the Peraltas, man, the Cuzos, man. Appreciate the love and the support. Yeah, it's weird how, you know, the world is intertwined and how you meet somebody somewhere and then they know somebody and then they know somebody and they share something with someone. So I just appreciate everybody around the world that's been helping out, kind of spread the word on the Hell of Years podcast. Shout out to my man D out there in New York. I always appreciate you, my dude. We were talking a few episodes back about that time you got me plugged up with the RZA. So shout out to you, my man. Let's go out to Vegas real quick. Shout out to my man Vard. What's up, Varduch? Good dude, man. Solid dude, man. One of the realest part of the Vegas nightlife and just art and culture and music and, and just solid as fuck. And if you've been out to Vegas, you probably fuck with Vard. And shout out to my man E-Rock. Congrats on the podcast, man. You and Box Kev got something special there. Y'all need to check out the Hot Box podcast. It's up on YouTube. It's got video going too and all your streaming platforms. But my homie DJ E-Rock has been part of the West Coast scene. Actually, I mean, he's all around the country doing nightclubs and doing big things but definitely part of west coast radio for many 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 moons from the bay to sacramento where i work with dude and then la and vegas just solid dude they have an incredible podcast that they launched check it out it's called the hot box 
And then let's go to the Bay Area one time real quick. And shout out to my homie Kid. That's right, 594 Apparel. We were up here kicking back, watching the Warriors game in the Man Cave the other night. And we were actually talking about the game's album, the documentary, and how we still play it in our cars and how it's in rotation. So shout out Kid and the rest of the 309 crew and the team. Happy birthday to my man Cephas out there in Ohio. What's up, Juice? What's up, Astro? What's up, Alio? What's up, Choco? It's a lot of O's for the 309. There it is. Bam. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We are jumping into the documentary next, right here on the Hella Years Podcast, Episode 9. This is the Hella Years Podcast. It's the Hella Years Podcast. Hip-hop and wellness. All together. The Hella Years Podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff. We are talking about the game and the documentary. And it's one of my favorite albums. And that might be a, a statement you disagree with. Or you just might say, it's not one of my favorite albums. But let me just explain why. Because I think some of our favorite songs or our favorite albums we connect them with a time in our life or an experience or an event right so for me january 2005 when this album came out it's a big time for me um that's when my wife and i we weren't married yet but we first moved in together uh that month we found out that we were gonna have young zachary that we found out he was on the way and then we had um decided to get married too so like Early 2005 was a big time. And I look back at those months and those years as just some of the happiest years, you know, so young and so excited about the future and the promise of what could be. And it was just a very exciting time. And I was really excited about the game as well. Like before his album dropped and before he had signed the deal with Aftermath, I had heard a little bit about him. And my big homie, Mike Keck, what's up, Dutch? Uh, he told me about the game and I hadn't heard about dude. And uh, he was doing music with JT the bigger figure and Dutch was like you gotta check out this dude man he's dope so uh, he put me on the game I listened to him like oh man this guy's gonna be fire find out that Aftermath's gonna sign him and Interscope and June and I'm like oh my goodness it's going down so I was super excited about the game and this album and I mean for the most part everything I wanted out of that album happened I probably would rate it a 9 out of 10 I don't think it's a 10 out of 10 there's there's a few tracks on there I could do without you know, I'm a big fan of Just Blaze, but I didn't feel like he belonged on that album. Um, I just wanted some more just gangster, hard West Coast L.A. shit. And I feel feel like a few of those songs strayed a little bit from that formula. But for the most part, the vast majority is exactly what I wanted. And I just loved the packaging and I loved the photography. Actually, if you look at all the, the photographs um, and like the booklet and the cover and the back and whatnot, um, it's this dude named Jonathan Mannion and he's a dope ass photographer I got to meet him one time too because again my my big homie buys one often comes up on these episodes rest in peace buys but like he was a part of LA culture and hip-hop and knew everybody and uh knew Jonathan and whatnot and we ended up getting him uh, set up to do some pictures for us anyway so the photography in the in the album the 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 white and red and then the subtle black with the gold datings the the color scheme the everything just looked exactly how it was supposed to look like even game looked like he was supposed to look like this big intimidating fly fucking la young gangster that'll fuck you up but was just spitting and saying all the shit that i wanted to hear and this album was just so dope to me and the first single right I don't know if you even were checking for the first single or if you remember 
when West Side Story came out. I don't remember the video. Actually, I tried to look for the video the other night on YouTube and couldn't find shit. But this song, right? And just how he intros and he's hitting up all the different people, you know, Crips, Bloods, Latin Kings, Disciples, Vice Lords, Haitians, you know, Puerto Ricans, whoever. He's just calling everybody out like I'm fucking with all y'all and gives me everything I wanted on a single, right? 50 Cent on the hook. I mean, Dr. Dre and Scott Storch on production, simple, gangster, hard as fuck. Loved it, right? So... Obviously, I'm already familiar with that song when, when the album finally drops, but that, I'm, I'm figuring like that's probably going to start the album, and it does. I mean, there's a little intro, but after West Side Story, he hits you with that Dreams, which was a fantastic record that Kanye West produced. And this was that old Kanye sound still, right? And like the drums, like he likes to use the MPC note repeat on his drums sometimes, and you hear this, like he does all this cool shit with his drums. Right there, I don't know if you heard it, but it's way in the background, but just dope as fuck man great record and i like how game would like drop some great lines but then use the vocals from the background tracks like in the line like he'd lead into it with that just well written dope record after dreams he hits you with that hate it or love it man and to me this might be the best song on the album just overall but it also feels more like a 50 cent song to me and again i believe 50 will tell it and say like you know, I gave him these songs because, you know, I, like trying to get him on as a as an investment or, you know, from what being being affiliated with Interscope and Aftermath and like the bigger picture, the business side of it. Like, all right, I need this guy to be successful. So I'm gonna give him some hits. Right. So this Hated or Love is produced by Cool and Dre. I mean, it feels exactly like you would feel at the time you would want out of a single. It's it's got everything sounds fantastic it's got great melody got great like ride to it you just kind of mob along you know i think there's some driving in this video that's what it feels like you know go ahead envy me i'm raps mvp and i ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me i mean that's a fantastic record now this one right here is called higher and it was produced by dr dre and somebody else too i forget it was uh dr dre and mark somebody mark uh batson i think anyway this song felt like it was like just like on the edge of a cliff and it just kept feeling like we're almost there but don't quite get there like i don't know it was just it just felt like the beat was like 80 percent done and then it just didn't quite go over and get me enough it just felt like i just kept waiting for it still a dope record though um but definitely not like on my on the top of my list uh, this one's near the top of my list i think um super simple right how we do i mean that's hella simple and it was dr dre and mike elizondo i think i think that's what his name is i think he plays bass and a bunch of other shit too like dude is dope uh but again 50 cent and game so you got hated to love it you got how we do and then even on west side story game has 50 on the hook so clearly uh 50 cent was part of the plan to get game going and get game to the top of the charts right it's it's unfortunate that they fell out because think of what could have been like could, i mean i would have loved to get some game and 50 albums and if they would have just kept making music and the g unit just continued to grow and man and it it fell apart so quickly so you know there must have been some big egos in the room like come on game 
you just you got the keys to the game right now you just go do now you got 50 you got dre you got eminem you've got the whole entire country fucking with you you got east coast and west coast and you're like this new gangster dude that nobody knew about like man what could have been uh, there's a few of the records on the documentary that I think are like absolute top-notch songs. Uh, the one that Timberland produced, which was the fifth and final single off the album, was called Put You On The Game. Didn't get a ton of airplay. Uh, I don't remember us playing it very much, but it was one of my favorite songs. I'm a big, big fan of Timberland. Um, this didn't feel like the rest of the album, but I felt okay with it being there the, the just place record stood out a little bit to me on the documentary it's just like mm, not exactly what i wanted but this song right here put you on the game absolutely ridiculous uh there's a record on here called where i'm from with nate dog that just feels real la to me and i think for the longest i thought that it was produced by dr dre um but i think it's it's in the album credits i'm looking it's produced by focus um, obviously, man, you got Nate Dogg on the hook, and it just feels like that L.A. gangster dope shit, man. I'm a B-L-O-O-D. Like, he just comes on right away, like, hey, by the way, shit is fire, man. The documentary. Uh, a couple other records I thought on this that were interesting. He did one with Eminem. Eminem produced it. It was called We Ain't. Uh, it feels like a very Eminem song for the time. You know, Eminem had those kind of clicky uh, drum patterns actually i was just playing some eminem beats for my wife the other day we were going to ikea and uh she's i didn't really realize eminem did those beats and we were comparing his to like dr dre's and you can hear the influence but like she said they're like they sound a little more clicky to me but anyway this was a cool record uh it's interesting now that game is talking shit about eminem because if you remember early on you would always hear game say nobody wants to battle eminem he'll fuck you up and then in the last couple of months, he's out here running his mouth. Now he's the greatest rapper alive, according to his latest statements. That's insane. Um, I mean, it's subjective. So I guess anybody can declare themselves the, the greatest rapper alive. Uh, I read an article on Complex last week. It has said, this, was, this is what they quoted Game as saying. I know my album going to be the best album of 2022 because the energy feels like I just signed my deal. You never heard me rap like this. I promise you. So big statement, right? He continues when it drops. I promise you that if you put your ear to it, you will then understand why I'm the best rapper alive. My controversy has always stepped on my greatness, but that's all about to change. This album has a stronghold on being the best album of my career. It's just different. The last time I pulled over and wrote in my car was I don't need your love on the documentary. Only thing is, back then it was a U-Haul. Today, I pulled over the G-Wagon on La Brea because I couldn't believe how dope the shit in my head was. So, wow. So he's referencing this song, right? The Don't Need Your Love. Uh, Havoc from Mob Deep produced it. Rest in Peace Prodigy. Features Biggie's wife on here, right? Faith Evans dope record but i mean just hearing that statement that that game made like he's feeling himself he is making some art that he is feeling it's called dramatic it's coming real soon i'm excited to hear it now though you know he's talking big shit and he's always talked shit i think he's acknowledging that too but 
I think there's something about when an artist knows they've got something. We were talking about that last week on the Kendrick album, that like when somebody knows like they put everything they got into this, you can't tell them nothing. All you can do is enjoy the art that they give you. You know, it might be for you. It might not be for you, but he's clearly feeling like it's going to be for a lot of people. I'm really excited about that. What were you doing when this album came out? Take yourself back to 05. If you spent time with it back then, awesome. If you didn't, spend time with it now or revisit it. There's some dope records on here. You know, a lot of Dr. Dre production. Classic West Coast shit. I think some people feel like game maybe name drops too much or he just says, like, what's a, what's a gangster word? Uh, Lowrider, I'm going to say it. Dayton's. I'm going to say it. Desert Eagle. I'm going to say it. Weed. I'm going to say it. Like, But he's a hell of a writer. He's got some fantastic music. Uh, he, he cracked the formula. He had the best team around him. He had everything that he needed. And he made damn near a classic album. The documentary. Coming up, I'm going to pick my top five game songs. Not just off the documentary. I got a couple in there I want to share with you. We're also going to talk a little bit about ego because think of all the opportunities that game had right there in front of him and for so early on for him to beef with 50 and g unit and the record labels and by the second album you've already lost your dr dre interscope like the whole the whole thing just crumbled crazy I appreciate you checking us out here on the Hell of Years podcast. Keep it locked where you got it. He knows his tunes. And he knows his wellness. This is the Hell of Years podcast with Zach Woodruff. This is the Hell of Years podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff, a.k.a. Big Kid Boots. Episode 9, we're talking about the game. Thank you so much for checking us out. Now, I was at Lids at the Lloyd Center getting a red hat, and I was getting it embroidered with Big Kid Boots because that night... I was gonna get to bring the game out on concert at the Moda Center because we were throwing a jamming 95.5 concert and game was our headliner, right? And it was shortly after the documentary had come out. So game was huge, right? And I was at Lids and all of a sudden game walks in with a whole entourage, hella dudes, big ass dudes too, right? And there was a couple other people in the store and you know, a couple employees. So he says what's up to a couple of the fans and like i see dude make eye contact just nod my head with respect and i get a little head nod cool acknowledge that great get my hat keep it moving right and i was like well that's cool but i was excited because i was gonna get to talk to him that night and then bring him out on stage and it was just exciting so anyway i got my hat dope hat red hat big kid boots on it and then i went to i think it's called top and bottom and and i got some dickies i got like some shorts some red shorts and, and like a red Dickies button up. And then some went and got some fresh all white shell toes. Threw on my little aviators and was feeling myself. Headed to the motor center. Went and said, what's up to game? And it was like, what's up, blood? Nice outfit. And I think just because I was, you know, flamed up, just ready to bring them out on stage. I was excited. So, you know, thanked them for coming to town and, and rocking with our radio station and Shared a couple thoughts on the documentary and my appreciation for his music and kept it moving. And then a little bit later that night, me and Freeze, you know, my big homie, we get to bring Game out on stage. They only had one mic, though, so that was kind of fucked up because we had to pass it back and forth. So we head up on stage. Thousands and thousands of people there. It was damn near a sold-out concert. It was it was real cool. 
just a sea of people you know we got to talk a little bit about our radio station and thank everybody for coming out and then just hype up game and then bring them out and then uh, he just set it off and did most of the documentary and it was a great concert it was a dope ass night but it was a fantastic memory and you know little things like got to happen like that shit every week somebody's coming into town or we're going out to dinner we're going out to a nightclub or we're going to hang out or somebody wants us to take them to some shop and and it just and shit like that just happened all the time and there's so many fun little stories and moments and cool situations where i got to share my appreciation with somebody and those moments are pretty cool and i like sharing them with you i hope you enjoyed that in just a minute we're going to talk about ego because i think that might be what has prevented game from truly soaring to the heights that I thought he was going to go early in his career. Keep it locked where you got it. Hell Years Podcast. Peace. Hip-hop and wellness. You know it. You're in the right spot. It's the Hell Years Podcast. This is the Hell Years Podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff. Thank you for checking us out. I want to talk a little bit now about game as far as uh, ego uh, comes into the conversation. And kind of a theme over some of the episodes, the first couple months here on the Hell of Years podcast, we've been talking about killing the ego and what the mayor brought to us and learning from some of the teachings of uh, Eckhart Tolle. And that's all over Kendrick's new album as well, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, right? Um, talks about killing the ego. And if you want to move forward and you want to get the most out of life and live at the highest level and with the most joy and the greatest experience, then killing your ego has to be a part of that growth. And I look back at 2005 and I think what was in front of game at the time, right? Think about it. Dr. Dre is executive producing your solo album. You are coming off of the wave of 50 cents, get rich or die trying and like blowing G-Unit up to the world, right? And you're, you're, you're coming into that energy and that level of fame. Off top, you've got the hookup on Eminem. You can get access to any producer, any feature you want. And you're dope. Like, let's not discredit like how dope game is. They're rapping, right? And man, he comes into the game I mean, even just that his name is The Game, right? Like, he comes into the game as The Game and just kills shit. And so quickly, he gets into it and beefs with 50. Can you hear the chickens in the background? I don't know if you could just hear that, but I sure can. Man. Oh, well, it's real life. But, but think about this, though. You got the opportunity to do whatever you want in the music game. Like, everybody that you need to welcome you in just brought you in. Like, here you are, world. Here's our new guy, and he's dope. And then, within a matter of months, you fuck it up. Man, can, can you? I'm, I'm really distracted by these chickens right now. I want to talk about game, and I want to talk about ego, and I got the girls out here going, Y'all hear that, right? Let's get back on topic. I, I don't want to talk about this really long. I don't even think you need to talk about ego for very long uh, because it's a pretty straightforward topic. It's a pretty easy thing to um, acknowledge, right? If if your ego's out of control, it usually does not bring you benefit and it usually does not serve you and it usually does not get you where you want to be as a person. And so 
I think now game can probably look back on his career and, and look at the opportunities that were presented to him right there. And then in upon reflection, I bet he may have uh, made some different choices back then. You know, he may have figured out a way to compromise or to meet in the middle or to, you know, maybe humble himself a little bit and be just grateful for those opportunities that he had. You know, I think sometimes we, we struggle when we see people that have so much, it seems like, and I'm not discrediting how hard the man had to work to get where he was. No, I'm not saying that. But oftentimes when people see successful individuals and they're just thinking in the moment, like, look how lucky he must be. Like, let's not take away for the hard work that those people had to put in. But so many of us look at somebody who has all those opportunities and you're like, how can, how can you mess that up? You know, how can, how can you have, Dr. Dre put you out and then the next album you don't even get to fuck with him like how how do you do that you know and it's from ego you gotta kill the ego imagine if game had killed the ego we would have heard some whole other shit and and then maybe who knows maybe he might go down as the greatest of all time I don't know it's a tough debate. There's actually a record I just heard called Goat by this uh, artist out of the Bay called Simba. And he's dope and he's got a great voice and he, he's got some uh, incredible freestyles and uh, little verses on the internet. You should check him out. But it's, it's a great record because he talks about how, you know, how subjective it is and how we're all goats and anybody can be the goat if you do everything that you can to, to live your truth and, and take care of what you need to take care of and having that discipline and, and being responsible and and anybody can get to GOAT status. Is game in that conversation? I don't know. Does it matter? Probably not. You know, I think we all like to talk. We all like to share our opinions and say who we think uh, is the greatest. And if it's yourself and you think that, that's fantastic. But not if it doesn't serve you. You know, if it, if it doesn't benefit your life uh, and your joy and it impacts you, you got to kill that ego. You know, look at Kanye, uh, look at the Biebs, Justin Bieber early in his career when his ego was out of control. And I'm glad he got some good people around him and like, dude is, is, is mellowed out and got to a good place. And he seems, you know, obviously it's tough living in that celebrity world. But at the same time, you know, I think you can tell when somebody is not an asshole and you can tell when they are an asshole. And oftentimes big egos and assholes go together and everybody's going to have a little bit of an ego. Of course we do. You know, we all got to love ourselves and uh, feel ourselves a little bit but at the same time is your ego serving you you know do you think that served game back in 2005 after the documentary drops that he kind of just sabotaged his own career with without you know maybe thinking about it so much because he thought he was hot shit that ego said i'm the shit and he was the shit and is the shit but at the same time <sighs> so i think the takeaway from all that is kill the ego you know it doesn't serve you to be an asshole all the time. Sometimes you got to be an asshole, right? There are situations that absolutely call for it. And when it's time to flip your asshole switch, do so and, and be the greatest asshole there is. But for the most part, you know, uh, an energy and an attitude of kindness and of service and of gratitude and uh, being humble and authentic and honest, that's going to get you a long way. It's just some food for thought. You know, take a look at yourself. Look in the mirror. That's a theme we talk about here on the Hell Use podcast. Look in the mirror and maybe do a little ego assessment. You know, where are you at? You know, are you in a place? Is there uh, parts of your ego that are not serving you? 
Are there parts of your ego that you could work on a little bit? Are you open to the idea? Does this even resonate with you at all? It's okay if it doesn't. Either way, it's just something to think about. We're going to come right back with our top five game records. It's the Hell of Years Podcast, episode nine. Explain, pass the lighter away. She lit up my J. Might call her Mary Jane. Can't remember her name. My eyes never lie. I've been smoking all day. Run my bag up, my check up. Make you feel some way. Run my bag up, my check up. Make you feel some way. Run my bag up, my check up. Make you feel some way. Run my bag up, my check up. Make you feel some way. Podcast. This is the Hell of Years Podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff. Thank you so much for checking out episode nine. We're talking about the game. We talked a little bit about his classic album, the documentary. I want to talk to you now about my top five game songs and probably not going to be a surprise, but some of those songs come from that very album we, we looked into earlier in the show. Um, the game's got a lot of records. You know, he's been making a lot of music uh, over the last almost two decades now. That's a long time, but He's got a ton of music out there. I like most of his old stuff. I am excited to hear this new Drillmatic album. Those are big claims. Album of the year and greatest rapper alive. We'll see what you're talking about on this album. I'll give it a shot, though. I'm ready to listen to it. I'll spend some time with it. But I've spent a lot of time with these records that are in my top five. Uh, The number five song, nothing super uh, special about it. I just really liked it and played it a ton and thought it was a slap. Um, It was off the Red album. I think that was like 2011. I might be wrong, but it was around there. Uh, It's Game and Big Boy and E-40 and, you know, some of my favorites. So all of them on a record sounded real good to me. Um, That's my number five song right there, Speakers on Blast. Now, if we keep this going, um, I'm going to pick a song off of The Doctor's Advocate, which was Game's follow-up album to the documentary, right? He did it right, man. It was a good album, even though we didn't have Dr. Dre's uh, involvement on the project. Um, This first record, which was called Let's Ride, was the first single and uh, i thought man this sounded exactly like it needed to sound like a dre beat i mean it's got storage so it certainly already had that feel but 
I thought this was a great lead single. We played it a bunch. People reacted to it. They liked it. So uh, I have to put that as my number four. If we keep this going, I'm going to stay on that same album. Um, and this was a single as well. And it featured Junior Reed. And it's called uh, It's Okay, One Blood. And I thought just his flow on this record, phew, he was killing this. Absolutely murdered these verses. So I'm going to give uh, number three to It's Okay, One Blood, The Game, Junior Reed. Super dope ass record right there. All right, we're going to keep it going. My number two song produced by Timbaland. Talked about this a little bit earlier, but... I love this game and Timbo record. And it's weird because when I think of game, I think West Coast LA gangster music. And I I, I wouldn't necessarily put a Timbaland beat in there. Um, something about this record just really works for me. I like the feel, the bop, the energy. I thought game sounded great on it. So it's my number two song, right? Put you on the game, game with Timbaland on the production. And then my number one song, probably not a surprise because it just feels exactly like I wanted it to <laughs> just west coast gangster simple slapping fucking mob shit west side story right we talked about it 50 cent on the hook dr dre scott storage production exactly what it needed to be i just was so excited when this single dropped and thought man this dude game is finna take over everything and again he did well you can't knock the man and he certainly had a great career and, and done very well for himself his neighborhood his family you know success and, and congratulations to, to game but man what could have been you know what could have been what still could be maybe this dramatic is that big maybe it's that good that'll certainly get a lot of people talking so be on the lookout drillmatic it's coming very soon i don't know exactly what the release date is i was just looking for it and i didn't see but game said soon and um you know excited we'll see i appreciate you tuning in today had a great time just talking about the game notice some of these episodes they get a little bit long and it's a lot of work and whatnot and i, I kind of want to get away from that and just if we're having fun we're talking we'll let it go a little bit but um if it's just me man you don't want to hear me talk too fucking long so i thank you for making it this far in go revisit that game documentary album we could talk about it you can always hit me on instagram or facebook right at zach woodruff but the website, best way to get in touch with me through email, and you can join the little weekly newsletter at ZachWoodruff.com or HellyYearsPodcast.com. But shoot me an email, and then I can hit you back and forth. We can trade music and thoughts and start some conversation. We also got a little Discord thing. I haven't really got that up and running too much yet. I don't all the way understand it. So Zach and y'all youngsters going to have to help me out a little bit. But I just want to have a place where we can talk about music or we can talk about what's going on in our lives and health and what we're doing to support and promote each other and all that good stuff right so again it all goes through helliearspodcast.com or zachwoodruff.com we'll be back next week for episode 10 which is crazy 10 episodes um i'm gonna do a little bit of planning out and on episode 10 i'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do for the next 10 episodes because i think i'm gonna flip a few things and try a few things right i think this whole first season is really just spring training right we're just trying to figure it out but I miss talking on the mic and I miss talking about music and I've learned all this stuff about health and I've got all these stories I want to share. It's like, man, I got to do this. We got to do this. It's got to happen. The Hell of Years podcast. And I love playing you music and I love talking about music and getting some music from my brother Maintain and 
having the homies come over and checking in with the mayor and checking in with Don Juan and checking in with Tone Tech and, and RPM and Hunter and just the rest of the homies. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Domino for hitting us up with some beats so far in the first few episodes. Shout out to my son for making those slaps and just getting down with the podcast. It's exciting. I'm excited. A lot of cool things happening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Every one person that just shares or tells one other person about it helps me out and helps get some more conversation going. And again, it might not be your taste, but if it is, let's keep it going. I appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all next week. It's all love. Hip hop is health.